lights, sirens, heroes. You're listening to the Unreasonable Grounds podcast. Lethal Weapon, there's a bit of plausibility to the, you know, extreme minimal. Tango and Cash is just out of this world. Like, as I arrived here, we watched that little clip with the RV from hell ripping through the mine. And it's like, there's scenes that don't even cut together properly in the editing. Because it's like, all of a sudden, there's a mining truck falling off of the hill. And they weren't even anywhere near it. And it's like, oh, and now they're stuck in between two mine trucks for some reason. But it's (laughs) it's like, where the F did those come from? They were flying off (laughs) a jump 10 seconds before that. Now they're stuck between two mine trucks. Worst landing ever, right? Like, there's (laughs) no story. It's just like... The director was like high on coke and was like, I want more explosions. <laughs> so welcome everybody back to episode 18 of the Unreasonable Grounds podcast. You got Mike, Mike here as always. And then we have special guest, Eric. Eric is also a fellow first responder. So this is going to be a very special uh, mini episode again. So this is going to be matchup number seven for the uh, Unreasonable Grounds podcast, Hollywood Cop Car Challenge. And I'm excited to get this one going because I had Eric come on. And I got to start with a little story on this one before we get into the Unreasonable Grounds podcast tradition. Something ahead of tradition? Something ahead of tradition. I have to to give this short little brief story as to why Eric's here. Eric is a fantastic colleague of of mine. And he's been doing a ton of work in the office lately and, and helping me out with a bunch of stuff. But while we were in the office the other day, Eric turned to me and he was like, Hey, man, for the podcast... And the cop car challenge, how about Tango and Cash's SUV from hell? <laughs> so I had to Google this one and I had to look it up. And I'll tell you this right now. And I have never seen the most like crazy minivan jacked up on, you know, the biggest rubber you're ever going to see with the <laughs> minigun hanging off of it. So I was like, yeah, okay. I will admit to this right away. And Eric told me, and Mikey, same thing. It's been a while for you. I have never seen this movie. So I am basing my arguments today solely on Eric's opinion, Mikey, your dated opinion, and your historical (laughs) watching of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm really trusting you guys. But before we get to the actual podcast, before we get to the actual reason why we're here today, let's get into our Unreasonable Grounds podcast tradition of Breaking Donut. Eric, as you're the guest today, fill us in. What do you got today? Describe it in the best way you possibly can for the viewing and visually impaired. Well, I uh, went with a all-time classic. I went to Columbia Bakery here in town. Oh. And I got a very simple, standard sugar donut. It's nice and light and fluffy and deep-fried and rolled in sugar. Nothing nothing too much to it. It's a little bit lopsided, as you can see. but uh, I'm doing my best. That's the worst. Okay, I think. Eric, that's the worst looking donut I've ever seen. That's almost as... There's a hole if I pull it this way. Yeah. Please do whatever you have to do to be able to put that into a PG form. Yeah, I was going to say, that donut is well beyond the PG-13 limit. (laughs) But it is nice and... All right. We we skipped... Oh, dude. Oh, dude. What are you doing? Dude, you can't bite into the donut already. Just hang up. Oh, you, then he throws it up. He baby birded that. <laughs> Dude, did you just baby bird a donut on the Unreasonable Grounds podcast? Oh, for, hungry little fellers. For those playing along <laughs> at home, you literally immediately corrected yourself by pulling the donut out of your mouth in mid-chew. Yeah. I'm I got I got one I got one good chew down. Slightly disturbed, but <laughs> that was slightly part of your finger. <laughs> slightly proud of what you did there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what to talk about that one, but okay. Hey, I'm all about traditions and cultural sensitivity, so you know if I got to stop, I got to stop. Okay, no, I'll take it. Okay, let's get into this one a little bit. Let us get to our turn, Mikey. You have a special delivery today for this episode. What do you got? Yeah, I just got back from. Uh, a little trip to Whistler here, and I swung by Squamish to go to the Fox and Oak, 
which allegedly, according to the internet, so it must be true, must be true, is the best donuts in that area. And so I picked us up a couple of awesome ones and uh, I'm hoping they're awesome anyway, because the couple that I had while I were there were awesome. So uh, I had a strawberry Berliner there that was absolutely probably one of the best donuts I've ever eaten in my life. Uh, and uh, when I went back uh, on our way home to pick up some to bring over to you, I had intended to get one of those for you as well. But unfortunately, they didn't have any left. So I threw caution into the wind and got a couple of things that I hadn't even tried. So, Mike, for this episode, we're going to share the uh, peppermint chocolate. That that sounds good to me. That we can go good. for it. It looks delicious. It's excellent. completely covered in chocolate. Here, and uh, I've never been a huge fan. You can just rip that apart. Let's, um, I trust you. I know where you've been. I wash so, my hands. Yeah, we're going to go with it. I'm never, and I'll be honest with you, I'll, I'll, I'll take the small side there. But uh, you got to get some of the topping there. I've never really been a huge fan of candy canes. I don't know what it is. It's, okay, it's well then here, some kind of lifelong traumatic thing, I guess, that comes around Christmas time. It's just I've never been a huge fan of them. But this actually looks really good. See, poor Eric doesn't get to play along because part of this oh, whole yeah, thing sure is is that we have the the phone that we're running off this my my cell phone for Eric is that he can't see us. He just sees a part of the grounds garage. Yeah. But we just keep waving at Eric <laughs> to let him know that he's accepted. You are accepted here. You're a part of the, the podcast history Despite now. starting his donut early. Breaking tradition. Brutal. I feel, I feel, I feel a love. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into this, guys. Uh, this is part of the tradition. This is episode 18. We have broken donut 18 times at this point. Eric, so very happy to have you on, buddy. Let's break donut. Cheers. Cheers. Right on. Cheers. It's already so light. I haven't even taken a bite. And keep in mind, they're day old. Hmm. You don't need to move to eat the donut. <laughs> Nursing a bit of an injury. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to wash that down with a little bit of canine coffee. Oh, yeah. From our wonderful friends at Support Retired Legends. They are not sponsoring this they because they're a fantastic charity. And they don't need to sponsor us because we love their coffee. And I love their cause. And I love their stuff. And it's so much easier because it's just good stuff. It is. Just when you think about it and you're like, you know, it's one thing to say like, oh, you know, somebody's really excited to let you try a coffee or try a product or whatever it might be. And this is not the case with the podcast because no one has ever reached out to be able to do something major like that. But in this particular case, if you like you said, if you really like it, it's just so much easier to, to promote it. Right. Like and because the cause is a charity, it's that's going out to the retired PDS dogs, right? Yeah. From all across Canada. And, and it's, you know, based out of the LMD, out of the lower mainland, the greater Vancouver area, for those listening to the podcast from outside of British Columbia, it has no idea what the LMD is. Um, but yeah, it's just, a, it's a fantastic cause and it's amazing. And the oh, medium, the medium coffee is mine. That's, that's my jam. I just did my first order from them a little while ago. So I'm very excited for that to show up in the mail. Attaboy, right. What did you end up picking up? I got a little challenge coin to go in the old collection there and uh, some coffee. Right on. Oh, that guy right there. Yeah, that one. Always there. Look at that. I got it. Right. Oh, yeah, you're supporting the sweater today, the too. Sweater on? Yeah, we got the sweater right on. Oh, I've got my hat. My hat. My hat counts. There's all the swag today. So you can't see anything. What's that? <laughs> What's that, Eric? There's all, all the swag today. All the swag is all <laughs> support retired legends. Okay. Oh, actually. Ah, I, see yeah. there? And wearing the, the Unreasonable Ground swag mm. underneath. There you go. Limited oh, yeah. edition. And okay, tattoos so, underneath that. So. Yeah, I was going to say, it's going to go on my back, 100%. Uh, so donuts all around. <laughs> We've done donuts all around. Uh, Eric, how was your donut? Oh, it was, you know what? Tastes a lot better than it looks, like a lot of things. <laughs> Fair. Okay. <laughs> See, we're already starting off well. Mikey, how about yours? Please don't uh, get me I fired. I liked it. So, uh it wasn't the best one that I've had from this place. The, like I said, the chocolate dip one that I got was a little bit better than this one. This was a different type of donut. They did a brioche for the chocolate dip. So I don't know what this is. This is like a chocolate cake, I guess. Uh, and the peppermint is nice because it's not overpowering. It's just there's a bit of peppermint there, which is nice because I was worried it would be disgusting. Uh, but yeah, I would get this again. Hmm. It gets the thumb up. It passes day old. Well, it, and pa it, it passes right? so. the day old test because there's a lot of the ones that are just absolute garbage. You get the mass produced stuff like Timmy's, but yeah, I, I'd say so as well. I'm not going to, you know, hang out from the rafters and everything else, but I will no. say one thing is that if you got that fresh, I guarantee you it'd be. I bet it would be a lot better fresh. It'd be a spectacular yeah. donut. Yeah. So I'm very extremely grateful. So thank you very much for bringing it in. And that one is again coming from Fox and Oak in Squamish, BC, right? Yeah. 
So take that trip, what, uh, 45 minutes, 50 minutes north of Vancouver. You end up in Squamish about an hour. Yeah, you're like half, it's the halfway point between like North Van and Whistler, basically. And you just hang a left down, what is it, Cleveland Avenue? And it basically runs straight into it just before you get to the like house on brewery there. It's like a half a block away from the house on brewery and nice little coffee shop. Got good coffee as well. And yeah. Yeah. So okay. now that we got those donuts all talked about, we got the tradition out of the way. Now we got to talk about the reason why we came here. This is going to be episode 18. So matchup number uh, seven, I believe I said. Mm-hmm. It was matchup number seven. So we've got two vehicles here. And this is the one I have personally been waiting for forever. This is the thing that started. This is the vehicle <laughs> that started the podcast idea of doing the Hollywood Cop Car Challenge. Here's the deal. It is the 06 Toyota Prius, the F-Shack from the other guys. It is Terry and Alan's ride. You were it- a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> it's, gator. It's gator. gator. That's gator. It's Gator. It's the return of Gator's ride. It is the soup kitchen, the location of the first soup kitchen, probably an NYPD tradition or NYPD history. <laughs> it is the Prius. So and I've been like stoked to have this car on the pot on the actual Hollywood Cup Car Challenge. And on top of we've already talked about it, Eric, the other car is going to be your choice, which I reason why again I got you on here was the Tango and Cash SUV from hell. So we got Sylvester oh, yeah. Stallone, we've got Kurt Russell, and that is, again, we talked about it, a little bit about the film. The film is the 1989 Warner Brothers production. Again, the you know the companies, I keep saying in every episode, please don't sue us, we don't make any money on this. But the movie actually boxed $120 million at the box office, which in today's actual you know dollars, it's $228 million. So Solid. it was an extremely well, I guess, welcomed film. So I, I'm I'm stunned. I mean, it's it's '89, so I was quite young when it came out. I was probably only five, six when that movie came out. Uh, I'm sure I've seen it in passing, but unfortunately, today, like we said earlier, Eric's the only one that's actually seen it recently. Uh, but I've seen photos of this thing, and I'm excited about it. But as part of the actual event and part of the challenge itself, again, Mikey, we look at four things. And those yes. four things are? You've got your mechanical. So basically, how can that deliver as the actual vehicle itself? You've got your it's, it's practical police application. Uh, how did it function as a police car? Got uh, its... Uh, the it? iconic level. Iconic, yes, thank you. Uh, the iconic level, we've got the iconic level where how much the car was uh, part of the story, did it outshine the actors that were in the vehicle, and how it resonated after the movie was over. And then finally, badassery. How badass was it? Did it deliver? Did it give you chills while it was on the screen? Was it badass? I'm already thinking we have a tendency, Mike, to do these episodes with these matchups, and we always say that it was unfair. We uh, I don't know how we came up with this ridiculous. Well, this is the first one with a minigun on it, so. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also the first one that was made a soup kitchen. So I mean, a a group of hobos had some form of intercourse in there. But again, we're going to try and stay as PG as possible in this, so that again we say we don't get fired. But let's actually, let's let's fire it up. And I want to give Eric the opportunity. First shot. The first shot's going to you, Eric. Give me the okay. mechanical when it comes to Tango and Cash's SUV from hell. All right. So I did a little bit of research on it this morning. I got a almost a pie chart for you. So she started out oh, life oh. as 1988. You have a pie chart? Uh, well, you know, it's more by point form, but I could have done a pie chart. <laughs> you got a Venn diagram? <laughs> Venn diagram. I love Venn yeah, diagrams. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Very prepared. Uh, so she started off life as a 88 uh, Chevy C3500. So back then, that was like, you know, the same as Silverado 3500. It's got a four uh, 454 big block in it, mid-mounted. So it's right in the center for better jumps. Get you better center <laughs> of gravity. <laughs> if ever there was a subcategory that we have to look at for, for round two, it's yeah. going to be, how does it jump? Okay. <laughs> All right, so it's got a torque-splitting transfer case, nitrous injection, capable of a 10-second quarter mile. Oh, well, it can whoa, do whoa, whoa. what was a quarter mile? 10 second. Wow. Well, yeah. you know how That's... NOS will save you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next yeah. category. 
Uh, it'll go zero to sixty in five point five. So test, whatever that is. Yeah, it's it's obviously lifted. Sorry, all I heard was slower than a Tesla. So. <laughs> <laughs> it also looks like it's about four tons. Yeah. Uh, she's lifted. She got a big old bush bar on her. Big tires have no idea what size they are, but they look really big. Uh, I believe lights. the official term is Murica. Murica. <laughs> it's Murica. Murica. Yep. Yeah. It runs purely on red, white, and blue glass. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Moving on. Go on. Um, it's got, you know, lights everywhere because it's the 80s. You need to have a round light everywhere. You know, to add to that, it's fully bulletproof. Um, was like was it everything. even bulletproof when he rolled the window down to shoot an Uzi out the passenger you know, window? <laughs> I, I want I want to say it is because um, <laughs> we just watched that clip. Yeah, you know, I want to I want to say it is, um, but you know that's just tactics. That's just tactical, yes, right, right there. Right, of course, you got to yes. be able to get more more range of arc of fire it's there, just, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, okay. More, all about the fire points here. Okay, yeah, I'll accept that. And, when you're going into some more of the electronic parts of it, it's got full video calling, which in 1989 was pretty good, and thermal vision. So, ooh, it's got Fleur. It's got Fleur. Mm. She got she got Fleur. Mm. And it looks like it's big enough you can fit an entire Earth team in there. So, well, it, not is with it that mid-mounted engine. <laughs> yeah, for the ju- for the, the jumps. Well, you got for a couple of trunk monkeys in the front, I guess, eh? In the frunk yeah. monkeys. The frunk monkeys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, to keep on to keep on keep on the Tesla thing. Uh, yeah. monkeys, I like it. Okay, so we we've gone over and we've talked a little bit about the mechanical side for the actual SUV, and I am impressed by your knowledge. I'm impressed of your uh, with your ability to spew off some fantastic stats <laughs> for the SUV. I will say that moving into the Prius. Unfortunately, it's a bit lackluster. <laughs> Would you say lackluster to, to, to start? I have a question. Okay, fire away. The mechanical specs for the RV from Hell seem to lack weaponry. There's obviously oh, a minigun on there. Oh, oh, oh! So I, I looked this we, one up too. So, are we including the 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 weaponry in uh, the mechanical? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Dude, it's, okay, it's a sorry. bolt-on. Is, it's a bolt-on. Is it a Gal eight? Like, well, come on. Okay, so it's it's, it's got it's got a hundred and twenty millimeter. Cannon minigun on the side, so you're basically got <laughs> what? A, you got an eight, you got an A10 warthog strapped to the side of it. Um, 120. That's like a M1 Abrams. It's it's yeah. in mini form though, because it's only what yeah. maybe two and a half feet long. If you actually yeah. look at the hey, photos, I only go off what they say in the movie. So <laughs> you, you gotta, that is literally a main battle cannon. <laughs> what what's the retail price on this beast? Well, I, I don't even want to know. <laughs> Okay. Something I can't afford to break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Have you got change for a 50? I'll trade them straight up for my Civic. That's a legit cannon. Yes, but that's not 120 no. millimeter. No, it's, yeah. a, it's a, basically no, a minigun. It's, it's a minigun. Yeah. It's a minigun. It's a minigun. I would say... It, I, I'll give it a... Where, where did where'd you find that? I'm going to call it's, out your I'll BS a, on this one, Eric. No, no, no. 12 no, millimeter. It was, if, it was if, in no, the movie. Still too. No, don't, it was in the movie. So it was in the film. It was in the film. They said it was 120 millimeter... That's like, what I wrote down. Now, I, I have a hearing problem, so it could have been 20 millimeter. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Because like, I was looking at it, and I'm like, I couldn't find the stat. Because if you go on, you can find like wiki pages for an, a future episode that we're doing yes. for the wild card, yes. which had a ridiculous amount of information well, about well, one of the vehicles. Well, and I brought up the usefulness of, quote, like fan fiction technical specs when we were talking about the fifth element Yes, FPC. the flying, the FPC, yeah, the flying yes. police car, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. In the fact that, for example, Star Wars stuff, you can literally print off a blueprint of a TIE fighter because mm-hmm. somebody has sat down and nerded that to the millionth degree, and it's super cool. Uh, but we couldn't find a whole lot of that on the hail FPC. To the, hail to those nerds. So, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, well. So, okay. So, okay, you know so I just... we got a questionably sized minigun uh, from Eric. Well, I just looked it up, and 20 millimeter Vulcan machine gun is a mini gun. So I'm thinking that's what they meant, and so I think a, I yeah. may have misheard it. But I have to rewatch it to find out. So okay, so but it is a mini gun. It is, it is what a it mini is. Gun. Well, it's yeah, a mini it, gun. It so looks, it's basically it, it could be like, like the M134 mini gun, which is like 7.62 by 51 mil. That, that, that's basically what it <clears> looks <throat> like. It's a little ones you'll see on the side of like a Black Hawk. 
You know, it's, the, the little mini mini. It's gun. like the one that uh, Black Rifle Coffee put into their Prius. Dual <laughs> miniguns or te- Tesla. Sorry, it was a Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Tesla. Yeah, but I think they did. I think oh, they've no, done they, a couple of cars. They did actually. the. They did the Prius, but they blew it up with a tactical llama. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See that, and that was like a damn near howitzer they put on the two sides of that yes. llama, and the you know the llama's legs are are he's not skipping leg days. He's still standing <laughs> after blowing a couple of rounds off of that one. All right, so I digress. Go, let's Eric. move. Let's. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Eric. Oh, there's there's more guns. Okay. There's oh. also twin mounted machine guns in front of the passenger seat. Ooh. Oh, so if you don't want to roll the window down, you can use the mounted ones. Yeah, but you only got the range of motion directly in front of you, so. <laughs> you got to have a really good driver, yes. is what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Kurt Russell's just got to be it. absolutely hitting it. Yeah. Well, Kurt Russell was driving in the movie. That's right, because Stallone was yeah. always passenger, right? So which one's Tango and which one's Cash? God, can you imagine the people I'm going to get like all the hate messages? Oh, be like, you gotta how do you not who out. is Tango and who's Cash? Well, I need to know. This is a part of the Unreasonable Grounds podcast. There is always going to be, in some cases, movies that I have not seen, but others have suggested that we either talk about or we bring them into the, po- the actual competition. So in this case, I'm willing to take that hit. So somebody explain to me which one's Tango, which one's Cash. So Stallone is Tango. Stallone Tango. And then Kurt Russell's cash. Russell's cash. Right. And Stallone's kind of like the, he's an investor on the side, you know, plays the stock market, like rich guy kind of cop. And then Kurt Russell is just the, lives in an apartment, kicks down doors, has a mullet. There's a couple of people that we work with that I could probably assume that would fit those two different stereotypes, which I'm, which I'm, could have been in lethal weapon. <laughs> could have know. been in lethal weapon. Could've, I mean, 100%. yeah, like pretty good trivia later, but, nice. uh, okay. So uh, your ridiculous, SUV from hell. Let's let's give the Prius the time it requires yeah. and the attention that it requires before we start writing this whole thing off. Start us off, Mikey. We got a 2006 Toyota Prius, aka the F Shack. All right, it's got an inline four because it's just a four cylinder, uh, 1.5 liter. Which okay, it's a hybrid. All right, so yeah. we've got a mo- we got electric motor in there as well too. Uh, interesting fact. We've got a whopping 110 horsepower. <laughs> so it's basically a Nissan Sentra. So, I mean, you know, and, and there's some reports that actually say it's only got 82 horsepower, depending on the year, but the 06s range between 82 and 110. You know, whatever that means, if the 82 is based on during hybrid mode, if that's what it is, whatever, it's they usually don't do horsepower when it's in those modes but the interesting thing is that in the actual fact sheet and spec sheets when you do a random general search of the specs because i'm not going to go through the brochure because that's that's reasonable this is unreasonable grounds podcast we don't do that kind of stuff uh but we're looking at a a turning circle of 34.1 feet I've never seen a selling feature on a vehicle before that was a turning circle that's like <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's like you saying... You wonder why all those taxi drivers can't pull a Yui. I know. <laughs> 34.1 feet for a turning circle. Like, are you kidding? I just thought it was funny. The, the, 30, what, the 34 feet's kind of funny, but the fact that that's a selling feature yeah. is even better. And they had to go 0.1. Like, it's 34.1. Yeah. You can just make it 34 feet. Whatever. But, okay, it's a Prius... It is a hybrid car. It is the taxi cab that everybody's been in, whatever. MSRP, that sounds like so 34 stupid. 34 grand. 31,280 MSRP, but that's American, okay? Yeah. America. Uh, today, it would have cost 40 grand. So that's for inflation, everything from 06. Uh, yeah, and then again, the movie that it came out of was, you know, box office was good, 170 million, 0.9 mil. So the, the mechanical side of this whole thing, it's a four banger. It is not impressive. And in the film, uh, he gives it some gas. Well, it, he's also got, uh, what was it, uh, a five disc CD changer with Big River Band in the back? Huh? Actually, it's Little River Band. Oh, it's, excuse me. It's LRB. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I was expecting like Steely Dan or something yeah. like that, but like Steely Dan. It's Little River Band. Are you going to anaphylactic shock, Eric? I'm always wondering. You're always like grabbing at your throat. I'm like, oh man, he's going. The donut did him. The donut did him. We have our first fatality on the Unreasonable Grounds podcast. I think you can say the Prius is better on gas than the yes uh, the yeah i oh, was yeah. well and with the the fuel restrictions nowadays like 
Oh God. <laughs> we're now, what is that called again? It's not, it's not restrictions. It's uh, we have fuel. What is that called? Rationing. We have fuel rationing. It's a restriction <laughs> on Vancouver Island and most of BC. Go ahead, Eric. Uh, one thing to point out is, you know, as much as I like the RV from hell, it did run out of gas or they kept saying it's about to run out of gas in the middle of the action scene. So we know that it has pretty bad mileage. It's it's brutal. But again, it's the reason why same thing as I like, uh, you know, Suburbans and Tahoes. For some reason, oh, yeah. I just I dig the big rides. Uh, I have never dig. I've actually I rented a Prius once. And I will say this. I have never, I'm not going to try it now because I got a bit of a back injury right now and a hip injury, but I have never been in a car before where, you remember when you're a kid and you're on the little scooter thing and you're trying to go uphill and what what do you do to get that scooter moving a little bit more? <laughs> you sh- you shuffle. You know, it's almost <laughs> like you're pelvic thrusting, you know, the seat just to get a little further. Yeah. I was actually doing that on a hill going through Surrey, like, <laughs> like West Surrey, trying to get up a hill and I was like, go car, go, come on Prius, do it. And I was like, I was so unimpressed, but it's not reason why we're here. <laughs> the one in the film, yeah, it moves pretty good. It runs over dead bodies as well, too. It blows through an entire stash of cocaine. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that, I think that kept it fueled for the rest of the movie, actually. <laughs> and I don't think they ever, they've ever fueled it. So you know what? It's all good. So yeah. mechanical. Uh, Eric, what do you think, mechanical-wise? And just because you brought the SUV doesn't mean that you can just automatically vote for it. Give me an honest opinion based on everything. You know, I I think I'm still going to have to go with the SUV because, you know, you got to like that that power that's got that behind it. At the end of the day, a Prius is a Prius, right? But this thing is, you know, the the SUV from hell. It's it's got it's got the lift, it's got the big engine, and it's good at jumps. Now, not that not not that we can't say anything about the Prius. It's good at driving over dead bodies and not stopping, which is fantastic. But you know, I th- I'm going to go with 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 what I what I came in with. So, okay, so you're going with the SUV? Oh yes. Oh, that's fine. Okay, I'll I'll accept that. Mikey, what do you got? We could put the Prius into the SUV from hell. <laughs> Very true. Despite Very the mid mounted engine. Yeah, I don't like where this is going. So. <laughs> Oh, sorry, but mechanical, it, it's going to the, the SUV from hell. Okay. Mechanically, the Prius has, what, regenerative braking? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, braking. okay. Mechanical. But we have three more categories to discuss. That's true. But I am going to go uh, a full-on Vancouver Island on this one because we're now Islanders. Uh, I'm now an Islander. I'll get it adopt this place as my new home. So I'm going to start thinking like an Islander. And I'm going to say this. If you were downtown New York City and you had to get around, because we were talking about the actual movie in the, or the actual vehicle in the film. Okay. I will say this. If you're in New York City and you're trying to get around, there is no better smaller car likely than a Prius. If you're stuck in traffic and you're trying to get someplace you have no where, where the hell are the gas stations in downtown new york i've never been but i imagine they're nowhere to be seen you're gonna want the prius if you for a pc have you ever seen the trunk room in the back of a prius it, there's tons of space in there tons of leg room you could put a whole bunch of guys and you could throw a couple earth guys in the back seat of that thing it's a two-body trunk I'm I, and then on top of it, like I said, I'm going to go with the Vancouver Island on this one. I'm going to go. It is environmentally <clears throat> conscious. Is this that is the, about that's mechanical. Not this is environmental. Mechan- <laughs> no, it's mechanical. I will say I'm actually going to go with the Prius. Now here's the deal. Right. I've already been outnumbered. So, so we've got a split decision. Split for deci- mechanical. No, it's not even split decision. We got two for one. Let's do this. Let's move on to the next category. Use as a police All vehicle. Right. Eric, fill me in on the SUV. Well. The SUV had only about uh, 15, 20 minutes of screen time at most um, in the film. So the the SUV itself came from the LAPD's Research and Development Lab, which is run by some guy who kind of looks like a 1980s version of a quirky version of Q from 007. Just exploding dogs in the background, boots with guns built into them, all sorts of weird stuff. Do you say exploding dogs? Oh, yeah, exploding dogs. Yeah, it's for home defense or something like that. Okay. I gotta rewatch this movie. <laughs> so do I. Well, not rewatch. I have to watch this thing. Okay, yeah. go on. It's not marked by any means. So you see it rolling down the road. 
I would hope it would be a police vehicle with those kind of weapons on it, but or at least military, but it's not marked. Uh, however, it is used by two guys hunting down some drug-dealing gunrunner guy who tried to frame him. So two cops are running it. It's used for tactical entry, which I think would, would it be its primary uh, use if it was working as a regular duty ERT mobile. Because the only thing this thing would be used for is, is ERT. Let's, let's be honest. SWAT team, ERT stuff, breaking through doors. So it jumps through a giant thing, busts into this place, um, and starts exploding things. And you know what? It's, it's hard, to, hard to say no to that. And it pulled off some sweet jumps. It it did, and it, and it got sick jumps, and it got squished sick in between jumps. a couple of heavy loaders. That's all that stopped it. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that could stop it. it was a couple of giant heavy loaders in a mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm thinking like I keep. I watched that scene. I did watch it, and I kept thinking that it reminded me a lot of Jack Reacher at the very end of Jack Reacher, where they're inside oh, the mine. That's yes. what, that's the first thing that came to my mind the second I watched it. I was like, I wonder if they're using the same mine because it looked, I mean, all mines are going to kind of look the same, open pit. But like the, immediately that's what, what brought back the memory. And, you know, debatable. Could have been a, yeah. you know, he was an MP, but whatever. We'll talk about that one at another date. But okay, I got you. It, it is definitely yep. used. They are police officers, yep. right? Are they both members of the LAPD? They're both LAPD members. They both are competing for the top cop spot. You know, they go in between one and two the whole time. And uh, they jump into the car and away they go. They have themselves a good old time in the mine fighting Toyotas with machine guns mounted on them, Ford Broncos with rocket launchers strapped to the roof, and a couple of monster trucks are good measure. Okay, and I noticed that in the, the, the actual scene that all the, the Broncos and everything have giant red and blue lights. Is, it, is that, like, are they police vehicles? No, they're like this weird security force that they have. You actually see more red and blue lights on the bad guys' cars in this movie than you do on the actual police cars when they're in the movie. It's kind of a thing I keyed in on. I was wondering why they had those on there. But yeah, they're security for, for the mine slash gun running slash cocaine slash 80s. people trafficking. I 80s. Yeah, all the things. <laughs> it's just 80s in America. How about oh, yeah. that? It's 80s in America. Yeah. America. Uh, okay, I, we got you. All right, so it's used as a police vehicle. So, yes. Mikey, I know you love this movie just like I do. Hit me with the Prius. Well, you know, as specialist and high-end as that RV from hell is, uh, specialist doesn't cut it when it comes to regular police service, you know? Uh, if you're firing up that 1.5-liter four-banger engine... And you're taking advantage of your regenerative baking when you're going from the office to the donut shop past the gas station. You slam that America pedal down and you drive right into that mountain of cocaine because you're first on scene. <laughs> and they did win. They did beat them. They did. They did. <laughs> <laughs> so the Prius has got it. Let's face it. They do all their, you know, police 101 as uh, detectives. They do all their detecting via the Prius. So at no point, aside from a short train ride, do I <laughs> recall them doing any other sort of commuting in that movie at all. Uh, they went over two sta many state lines if they were going yes, to go out to yep. there, but they had it stolen and recovered yep. twice. Yep. And it, like I said, they went over to New Jersey and they went to Las Vegas. I'd like Vegas. to take a, a moment to point out <laughs> that this is the first vehicle that we've discussed that's had some time in the ident section. That's thanks right. Thanks to the fluid analysis. I, I, <laughs> I love our FIS people, our ident people. <laughs> Could you imagine? That, that had to be like a favorite scene for FIS officers out there, <laughs> the forensic identification section. So, yeah, I mean, I would wholeheartedly agree with you on this one, Mikey. I mean, it's not the fact that I haven't seen Tango Cash that's really pointing me towards the, the Prius, but I think it encompasses the most police work, the most general, because there are a couple of detectives and it has the red cherry on top. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, the Tango and Cash SUV does not have any blues and reds. Am I, am I mistaken, I though? To, no, I'll have to agree with you, Mike. You know, like, as much as I, I love that truck, it, it was, it didn't have any lights on it. Okay. Um, it, it came out of R&D. So, you know, it 
hypothetically, if you really wanted to push it, it hadn't been commissioned as a police car yet, even though cops were using it. Whoa, you're breaking so, you're breaking our rules. So for the purpose of everything, we're gonna oh, say, oh no, it's okay. But for the purpose of it, oh, it's used by police officer. It was used. It's yeah. used. It it was put into circulation. It was, a, it was an active yeah. prototype. We can call it that. I like that. I, I like that. So it still stays true. But I I, I will say that I, I'm gonna call this one. I know Eric, you're saying SUV. Yeah. Uh, Mikey and I, I think we're both equal on this one it's going to be uh, oh, the, the prius, prius the prius sure. is going to take this one yeah so mechanical is taken by the suv the prius takes the uh the use as a police vehicle icon level here we go all right this is the next category eric i'm going to let you lead again with the suv make your arguments i want to know what you say icon level of tango and cash's suv from hell so what i can say is if you ever watch tango and cash for everything that you remember when the movie's done you're going to remember the truck the most. The SUV from hell, because it is such a monstrous mechanical monstrosity that that you just can't forget it. It's burned into your brain. I remember the first time I saw it, I must have been 10 when I watched this movie, something like that, and still remember it. And that, and that was the last time I watched it before I told you about it. I was just thinking about it, going, huh, I remember that old DVD. I should watch that again. And it just sticks with you, right? It's It's just such a crazy nutty movie you got a weird suv cyber truck thing with a bubble on the front with machine guns hanging out the side it just encompasses everything about america in 1989 communism was on its way down america was going up the world was their oyster and and that truck encompassed that and and you know we do have a couple of american listeners and that and and followers of the podcast and i will say you're absolutely right in that sense after seeing the video vehicle when you showed it me the other day i will say that that's exactly what i thought i thought america when i saw america. that um unfortunately it kind of looks like a mitsubishi uh, delica yes you know the first thing <laughs> that i was thought the first thing i said when we watched the clips i was like oh it looks like one of those little mitsu delivery vents and i was shocked to see that it was a chevy in in when i was looking at yeah. the stats and everything in the and then one of the like technicals with the machine guns rolls up next to him like oh no it's full size <laughs> and you're like yeah it's based off the 3500 i was like okay doesn't look at it when you look at it by the cell so yeah yeah and i will say definitely america uh mikey what do you think when it comes to icon level for for this category well for me it's been a much long time since i've seen tango and cash uh and its completion uh and for me it's the the van doesn't strike out uh as much as the like just 80s BSing between Tango and Cash, right? So I remember that like buddy cop style rivalry that they had, and uh, just the ridiculous '80s hand cannons and and stuff like that. So <laughs> I vaguely remember the van, but it's also kind of forgettable. Whereas the the Prius from the other guys it holds strong, you know. Like there's not a lot of <laughs> There's not a lot of people that you can't be like, you know, like, oh, you know, hop in the back of the soup kitchen, you know, like it's. <laughs> so, so what you're telling soup me. Soup kitchen has entered the vernacular, that's for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think, I think the Prius from the other guys has had uh, a stronger lasting impact on the, you know, modern psyche than this shagging wagon from the 80s i'm afraid <laughs> <laughs> the uh you know it's uh the imagery of the van is just the 80s explosions and i can imagine that there was you know more cocaine in the film crew than there was uh on the prius <laughs> so uh, it's it's one of those things where the 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 prius goes through a lot more and i think as an icon to itself takes it to that unreasonable level. Like everybody thinks of a Prius, they think of some crappy little mom commuter, grandma car, taxi cab, whatever. And the fact that they were able to elevate it within the movie to something that leaves people literally years later having a good solid laugh about it, that is an icon. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one because I do completely believe that icon level... When we talk about it and we say, did it outshine the actors in the film? I will say that Will Ferrell is pretty hilarious. He is absolutely hilarious. Uh, Marky Mark, same thing, hilarious. 
Uh, even Michael Keaton, you would say Michael Keaton probably led that movie with his TLC quotes, yes. you know, no scrubs, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> you and know? The wooden gun. <laughs> and the wooden gun that they eventually, after it gets stolen, it gets polished and like oh, yeah. varnished. <laughs> He's like, like a nice uh, cherry walnut or something. <laughs> <laughs> and the office pops. Yeah. All that stuff aside, we all joke around about that. Everybody remembers the Prius and the Prius is what stuck when that film came out and it goes from there. And it just, you remember the whole thing about it falling apart. The jokes yes. about the Prius, uh, Damon, Damon Wayans, kid that's, that plays one of them with, uh, Rob Riggles yes. are the two other detectives yeah, yeah, outside yeah, yeah. the rock and Samuel Jackson there. They even hit it with like three or four decent jokes, like the dental dam, like does it yeah, come with a dental dam, exactly. <laughs> like all the rest of those things. Yeah. I will say this. I think that that Prius, um, I'd love to have it on a t-shirt. You know, I think it's that iconic of a, yeah, of a car, especially with the door off and all the bullet ridden like holes down the side. I think it, it didn't necessarily overshadow the, the actors that were in it, but I think it became a character in its own right. Oh yeah. Like it stole its scenes in a way that it should as leading those scenes so yeah, yeah. It, it probably in the teen choice awards probably would have won a, a best supporting actor in that in that yeah, movie yeah best supporting hybrid in this, you know yeah you know. <laughs> <laughs> eric good i was gonna say i think that that movie the actors made the prius i think if it wasn't the same guys doing it with the same sense of humor it wouldn't have been the same yeah level of of um comedy and, and remember because every you're, you guys are 100 percent right everyone remembers the <laughs> the shag and wagon the soup kitchen everyone remembers that <clears throat> everyone remembers the soup kitchen <laughs> wait, wait. Now, i got some stories about soup kitchens but i'm not going to get into that right now and <laughs> wait wait to bring it down <laughs> okay so i think we're going to give that one to the prius moving on to <clears throat> badassery which is mikey's favorite it is what he does <laughs> this is i keep saying this i'm like we come up with some ridiculous rules but the badassery will forever be a mike sherman category i am gonna let you lead this one mikey because this is something that is just yours all right so i'm gonna briefly speak to the the rv and i'm not giving it any badassery and, and it's big words and Ooh. it's raw it's 1989, and it's a bunch of gasoline-fueled explosions. The guy's got the window rolled down, spraying his machine gun out the side window of his allegedly bulletproof vehicle. And you know what? I love it, but it's lost in the, the menagerie of senseless ridiculousness of 80s movies. So, unfortunately, it's up against a tough competitor. It's up against what went from a, a joke of a hybrid car <laughs> to something that's clearly just blown itself out of the water right like there's so many scenes in the other guys that we've already talked about uh with you know the <laughs> the finding of the soup kitchen the placenta blowout <laughs> the, the deer vagina the deer vagina <laughs> Like, you know, the fact that there's a note that... Uh, Wasn't there a dead mouse in a condom? Like, there was a dead mouse in a condom too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, baby yeah. raccoon. Wasn't it the yeah. mother raccoon had a bunch Not of baby raccoons? Not a single fingerprint. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then, you know, you know, crashing through the cocaine. And when they leave that crime scene later in the movie, they're driving down the street and they get uh, taken over by the private security guys and bum-rushed at the, the intersection there. The one guy does a line off of the hood of the car. Like he oh, yeah, because he puts it in his teeth. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> The car is an accessory to traffic. Exactly. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's clearly a dial-a-dope vehicle now, right? Like, this this car's done it all. And and it's done it all without hitting the gas station. <laughs> it's pretty badass in its own. The Prius okay. is badass. Okay, so oh, I'm going to let Eric hit this one. Eric, hit me with it. What do you think? What's your choice? Oh, man. You know, that's a tough one. And as much as I like the Prius from the other guys. And I think the other guys is probably one of my favorite cop movies out there. I'm still going to go with for just a sheer badassery of this, you know, yeah, it gets a little bit lost in the explosions with all the other ridiculous machine gun toting pickup trucks flying around that uh, quarry. But, you know, it's got some sick jumps and like some real sick jumps, man. <laughs> <Bro>. True. true. <laughs> you know, 
And How big is your surfboard, matter. Eric? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to sell it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the thing got had a it had a mini gun strapped to the side, and you know what? That that sums up 1980s badassery combined with ridiculousness. I don't think you know. I think that's pretty hard to beat. Okay. All right. So every now and then, well, actually, this is the first time I kind of like having this trifecta of yeah. opinions on this one. It's going to come down to me on this one, and I'm going to say this. When I think of badassery and the way that it's not so much how you've defined badassery, Mike, but how you continuously bring up excellent arguments toward what badassery means to you. And it almost seems like it's a visceral thing. You always use the term visceral when we're talking about the donuts and explanations of food and whatever it might be. And it has to be a visceral experience when you first see this whole thing and what have you. It must be the inner kid in me. I'm going to go with the SUV and I'm going to say that Tango Cash's SUV to me speaks badass. I love that Prius. And like I said, I want it on a shirt. I want the front of it with all the bullet holes and the cocaine on the side of it, like the white dust. I want that on a shirt that I can wear around. I want that front view. But I will say that if it really comes down to badassery, uh, there's nothing more hardcore than uh, strapping on and like bolting on, not even so much molded into the vehicle, but bolting on a minigun and then having a couple of auxiliary machine guns at the passenger's, you know, uh, ability to deploy whenever he wants if Kurt Russell has the thing lined up properly or cash, cash is driving. So I will say that I'm going to do that. But in saying that brings up something really interesting. Because here we are yet again. Let's do a quick review of how this has all gone down. Number one, mechanical, we agreed, goes to the SUV. Number two, use as a police vehicle, went to the Prius. Number three, iconic level, went to the Prius. And with Eric and my vote in badassery, that puts the fourth category into the SUV, which leads us at two and two. It's another bloody tie despite having a third person despite having a third person it puts us at a tie <laughs> and it's it's a pretty even score too right because we've got the yeah i you know what it's interesting about this because i could throw my integrity completely out the window just to see what i want to see and what i really want to see is the prius move on and be the champion of this whole thing because i want to make a t-shirt for it like i said but that being said, I'm not going to put my integrity on the line here. I'm going to say it how it is, and that's the unreasonable thing to do, and say that I really do, I'm excited to see the SUV and the Prius go to the people on Instagram and Facebook to make their decision of what they want to see. Move on. There's a lo- going to be a lot of people digging out their VHS player so they can watch Tango and Cash. I, they don't even need to do that. All they need to do is go <laughs> on YouTube and look up that one short clip of like the whatever, 15 seconds that the, the, that the truck is actually, I'm not even going to call it a truck. I'm not even going to call it SUV. It's a goddamn camper is what it is. It is a, <laughs> it is a 90, 1994 prototype, at least, for a Pontiac transport minivan, is what it is. <laughs> and as somebody who used to own one of those as a family vehicle, that's exactly what comes to mind when you see it. But I, like I said, Mike and Eric, the same, I'm excited to see other people look at this and make a decision based on what they feel is the champion for the, for the next round, the winner for the next round. All right, so we're going to Instagram for Prius versus Mitsubishi Delica. <laughs> with, the, with the minigun strapped to the side. With a minigun. Yeah. Okay, on that point, everybody, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do this. Uh, and since we've done episode 16, 17, uh, we've actually had a new development in the podcast, and this is what we do. We, we kind of give you guys a heads up on what's going on with the podcast. We're now on Apple Podcasts which is fantastic. I'm very excited to be able to say we're on Apple Podcasts. So that puts us at Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio app, uh, Amazon Music, as well as Stitcher. And now we've got it on Audible. Yes. Which is oh. cool. Like I, I, I clearly clicked on the right service and I pay for the right service to be able to get on all of these different things. But this is what you need to do. You need to go on and you need to find your favorite way of getting on the podcast. If we're going to use this as a little uh, promotion, you know, online, we could throw on Instagram, go check it out. The best thing to do for this podcast is that what we're doing is we're supporting the mental health of our fellow first responders is what we're doing. We're trying to have a laugh. We're looking at the lighter side 
of policing and first responder work by talking about silly things like the Hollywood Cop Car Challenge. So check it out. Go look it on there. I think we're over 1,600 downloads right now, as well as a That's whole insane. bunch of subscribers as well, too. And this is all within not even a year of release of the actual and publishing of the podcast. So I'm extremely excited about what happens in the future. But Eric, we're going to have you back on as well, too, if you're down with that. Right on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get everything going. So what I want you to do, everybody, I want you to go on, check it out, download an episode, share it with the people that are around you. This is kid-friendly for the most part as well, too. Listen to it in the car with your kids, get a good laugh, and they'll be asking questions about Tango and Cash or whatever it might be, the other guys. Maybe <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some, what's a cocaine? <laughs> But, check but it do out. not show your children Tango and Cash. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You can explain <laughs> it. the F-Shack. <laughs> yeah, you can explain it. Just don't do that. Uh, but check it out. Download it. Share it. Help us spread the word about the podcast. And it'll be coming to Instagram. Prius versus the SUV. Mikey, closing words? America! <laughs> Everybody, be safe out there. Take care.